0: Dude, this is the Christmas stocking I'm Lee Cameron. Paul from the UK sent something cool the other day I want to share with you. It kind of sort of ties into what I'm going to talk about today. In a way. Were you an 80s kid? Lucky. You had a ton of fun toys to find under your tree. If you were an 80s kid, I hope you found some of these toys under your tree. I always think of the Rubik's Cube as an 80s toy, and it is, but it was actually invented in 1974 by Emo Rubik in Hungary. He was an architect who was trying to come up with a working model to explain spatial relationships in three-dimensional geometry. So he designed it, but at first he couldn't solve the puzzle. The more he moved the squares, the more mixed up they got, just like when I do it. You too? Yeah. It took him a month. Hungary was behind the Iron Curtain back then, so it took a while to bring it to market. It was shown at the Nuremberg Toy Fair in 1979 and was licensed to the Ideal Toy Corporation in 1980. Cabbage Patch Kids came out in 1982 and they peaked in 1985 when they made 600 million dollars. That's a lot of money. It would be more than a billion today. I remember when my mom suggested we get one for my grandmother. My grandmother loved it. I think. It's possible she was being nice and really didn't know what to do with it. Oh, this is so delightful. It was on her bed, though. Whenever we visited, that's all I know. And after she passed away, I think it was on her bed, too, so I don't think it was there just when we visited. I hope. Care Bears came out in 1983, but they were created for greeting cards that came out from American Greetings in 1981. The plush bears were made by Kenner. Coincidentally, okay, probably not coincidentally, they appeared on their first TV special, The Care Bears in the Land Without Feelings. Horrors! There were books, too. It was a real Care Bears onslaught. Speaking of onslaught, My Little Pony started in 1983. Like all the other toys, it seems, they're back in a big way now. Are you a brony? You may know one and not know it. They were created by Hasbro. They were a little slower to TV. They came on in 1984. Speaking of 1984, that's when we saw the Transformers, which began as Japanese toys, Micron and Diaclone. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I didn't look it up. Hasbro brought them out in the U.S., and comics creators Jim Shooter and Denny O'Neill created the backstory. In fact, Denny named Optimus Prime. The 80s really maximized the cross-pollination of kids' TV and toys. The TV show came out around the same time as the toys. American Girl Dolls first hit the shelves in 1986. I was surprised by this. They were a huge thing when I was a disc jockey at Radio Disney in the mid to late 90s. Each one comes with a book featuring a story about the girl. They were originally from periods in American history, but now they are contemporary American girls, too. Originally, they were just a mail-order item. Pictionary happened in 1987. I love that game. It was invented by Robert Angel and designed by Gary Everson. It's a whole game with a board and everything, but the bottom line is you draw a representation of a word or phrase and someone has to guess what it is. It's really charades with drawings instead of waving your arms around. And when did Win, loser Draw come out? That's the same game, too. 1987 was also the year the Koosh Ball came out. Rosie O'Donnell loves those. Or she used to. It's still a great stocking stuffer. We first saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Toys in 1988. They were based on an independent comic by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird that began in 1984 and was a huge hit in spite of it being black and white and independent. I mean, it was a pretty small print run when it started. They hit it big when a licensing agency came to them. It started with a role-playing game and lead figurines in 1986, then a cartoon series which led to the action figures in 1988, and they were huge. Uh Uh-oh. It's time to shift gears. This is Chris Rupp featuring The Hound and the Fox in their rendition of Infant Lowly, Infant Holy. I hope you like harmonies. This is the Christmas stocking. Flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping vigil till the morning new. Saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true. Thus rejoicing, free from sorrow. the babe was born for you Christ the babe was born for you Christ the babe From Minnesota, that's Chris Rupp, featuring the Hound and the Fox. Infant lowly, infant holy in the Christmas stocking. It's from an album or maybe a maxi EP. It's got like seven songs called A Little Bit of Christmas, and it is awesome. Until this year, Chris was part of the band Home Free, a cappella group, and they won the sing-off in 2013. Find out more about Chris and his music at mychristmasstocking.net. Hey, lately I've been doing uh, some live videos on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Christmas Stocking. So if you haven't liked the page, please do. Don't just follow me. Like me. Because I need to be liked. Seriously, I think maybe more people might see stuff I'd put out. I don't know. Hi to a couple of Davids, one from Ontario. You know who you are. Thanks for being part of the page at Facebook.com slash Christmas Stocking. Hello to people on Twitter who are retweeting. Thank you very much. That really helps spread the word Like Rick, who's Rick the Halls at the moment At Rick Chillet from Philly Backstory at Backstory Radio in Virginia They're a history podcast and radio show And Chad, who was a fan of the Elf episode And is a fan of the movie Big fan He's at Call for Chad And I am at Xmas Stocking And I don't just put out updates about the show I put out all kinds of news about Christmas And other things Occasional craft deals and, And all kinds of stuff the Christmas stockings also on Google Plus and Pinterest. You can find the links at the top of mychristmasstocking.net. Hey, please call me. I want to know what Christmas is to you. Call 323-487-1225. 323-487-1225. What is Christmas to you and your family? Would love to hear it in your words. You can also email it to me at topelf at mychristmasstocking.net. Thank you to everyone who's given to the Christmas stocking. If you want to give, click contribute at the top of mychristmasstocking.net. It really, really helps. So, good friend of mine on the show, Paul, in the UK, uh, somewhere in Cornwall County, England, I think, sent me this text taken from a newsletter in 1880. And since this was about the 80s, I thought it would just fit in perfectly here. I know, it was the 1980s. This is 1880. But it's interesting to see how much has changed and how little the perspective has changed. Check this out. From the Falmouth and Penryn Weekly Times, 25th December, 1880. As our little periodical reaches the homes of our readers, the sounds of Christmas preparations will be predominant. It is not easy to make the festive season an old-fashioned one. We go so fast now, what with our electric telegraph, our telephonic connection, our steam we cannot if we would be quite too awfully old-fashioned I'm not sure what that meant exactly but i tried to give it to you the best i could still we try our best we hang the mistletoe and decorate our houses with the holly the fir myrtle laurel etc and sit before and around the biggest fire we can manage on our hearths while toasting our toes we toast each other and wish present and absent friends a merry Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas in England in 1880. Just wanted to point that out. Thanks for sending that, Paul. I really appreciate it. I'm Lee Cameron. Next time I'll tell you the backstory of perhaps the most popular Christmas carol of all time. A backstory you may already know, but I hope you like the way I tell it to you. And I think you'll love the rendition of the song I found. Talk to you soon in the Christmas stocking.